Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today, I'm excited to have a special guest join us, a fellow Quick and Dirty Tips host, Monica Reinagle, also known as the Nutrition Diva. And we're going to be discussing a challenge that many parents face each day, and that's controlling the amount of sugar our kids are taking in throughout the day in both their meals and snacks and their drinks. I get emails frequently from listeners about how can they get a better handle on how much sugar their child is getting in their diet. So I'm thrilled that we have the Nutrition Diva on hand to help us out. Monica, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Cheryl. Great. Well, listen, I have a few questions uh, in regards to this hot topic. So let's get started. So Monica, in regards to a daily diet, How much sugar is too much sugar for a kid to be taking in? Well, it really does depend on how old the child is or or more specifically, how big they are and also how active they are. But as a general rule, both for adults and children, we're trying to get no more than 5 to 10% of your daily calories from added sugars. So for a six-year-old, that would be somewhere around 16 to 25 grams of added sugars per day. And that's the equivalent of about four to six teaspoons of sugar. And that's only like a half a can of soda. It's not that much. Wow. And then for a 12-year-old, it would work out to more like 20 to 40 grams a day. And that would be the equivalent of five to 10 teaspoons. Kids and adults who are really physically active with sports, they can afford to be at the upper end of the limit because their muscles are more likely to quickly burn that sugar for energy. And kids who are really sedentary should stick to the lower limit. You know, you can see how much sugar is in foods like cereals or cookies or drinks by looking at the nutrition facts label. And you could even turn this into sort of a math game by looking at the labels together and adding up their quote unquote points over the course of the day and making sure that they don't go over their limit. That is a great idea. And uh, that's a way to make it fun and bring attention uh, to our kids to to start paying attention to these things. And for parents too, because sometimes if we're not in the habit of checking out nutrition labels on, on the products that we're using, it can be a real eye-opener when you take a look and see what some of these numbers are. Mm-hmm. So Monica, where are some of the major and hidden places that sugar is hiding in our kids' diets? 
Well, of course, there are the obvious sources like soda, candy, ice cream, other dessert foods. But breakfast cereal is another huge source of added sugar in kids' diets. A single bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios is nine grams of sugar, and that's about half the entire day's allowance for a six-year-old. So plain Cheerios or Kicks or homemade oatmeal are good lower sugar choices for cereals. And I think a lot of parents also think of yogurt as a healthy choice, and there are a lot of brands that are pitched specifically at kids. However, most of these are going to have eight to 10 grams of sugar added to them. Again, that's about half the day's allowance, and that's just for those small child-sized containers. So if you can, you can get your kids used to eating plain yogurt or plain Greek yogurt maybe, and then add some chopped fruit or maybe even a spoonful of two of applesauce to sweeten it up a little bit. And finally, I just want to make the point that even though 100% fruit juice drinks technically don't count as added sugars because they're from fruit, it is another huge source of sugar and empty calories in kids' diets. You know, kids who drink fruit juice actually have an elevated risk of developing type 2 diabetes, but kids who eat fruit have a lower risk. So I like to advise parents to give you fruit to eat, but water to drink. That is great advice because that is, you you see that I know when I became a mom for the first time, fruit juice was, you know, it was almost a go-to thing for a while and I had no idea how much sugar there was in it. And uh, our pediatrician luckily also had a uh, big nutrition background and she she set me straight right at the very beginning. But that those are excellent tips and the breakfast cereal too. And you think something like Honey Nut Cheerios, it sounds almost healthy, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of sweetener in there. It adds up really fast. So what are some of the detrimental ways that sugar can affect a child's growing body in addition to tooth decay and obesity? You know, Cheryl, I, I think one of the big ways that eating too much sugar negatively affects a child's nutrition is because it tends to crowd healthier and more nutritious choices off the plate. I mean, not many kids that I know would choose an orange if they had the option of having a cupcake instead, or would reach for a peanut butter sandwich over a candy bar. And for that matter, a lot of adults who wouldn't either. <laughs> so not only are there the negative effects of a diet high in sugar, such as increasing the risk of obesity and type 2 diabetes, but there's the opportunity cost, the nutrients that they're not getting from those other foods like protein, antioxidants, and vitamins, and minerals. That's a great perspective on that, that you're forcing it off the plate. I bet a lot of the parents listening might not even have even thought of that. So thank you for that. And listen, there's so many natural sweeteners on the market these days, but are there any that are safe for kids? Well, you know, sometimes parents have the idea that as long as they stick to natural sweeteners like honey, maple, or agave syrup has become popular lately that, you know, they're, they're fine. They don't need to worry about it. Those natural sweeteners, although they are more natural, they have essentially the same amount of sugar as refined white sugar. Now, they may also contain some additional nutrients, but the actual amounts are pretty modest. It's not enough to make a significant difference in your daily nutrition. So if you like the idea of using more natural sweeteners, that's perfectly fine, but it's important to be just as moderate in your use of those natural sweeteners as you would with more processed sweeteners. And then, of course, artificial sweeteners carry a different set of issues. They don't contain any actual sugar, so they're not going to contribute, say, to tooth decay. 
But the most recent research suggests that these artificial sweeteners, even though they don't contain any calories, they may still be contributing to weight gain because they negatively affect our gut bacteria, the bacteria that live in our intestines. So rather than giving our kids zero calorie sweeteners, I think we'd probably do them a bigger favor if we could teach them that sweets are something that we can look forward to as an occasional treat, but not something that we need to or should eat every day or with every meal. And that's really a healthy habit that's going to stand them in good stead for the rest of their lives. That is excellent. Thank you so much, Monica, for all this great information. It has been a real eye-opener, and I know that the Mighty Mommy listeners are going to really look at sugar in our kids' diets a lot differently now. You know I am. If you're looking for ways to make eating healthier in your family's life easier and a lot more fun, be sure to check out more episodes with the Nutrition Diva on iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, on quickanddirtytips.com. Thank you so much, Monica. It was a pleasure. So how do you monitor the sugar in your kids' diets? Share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy or post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. And I hope you'll visit my family-friendly boards at pinterest.com slash mightymommyqdt. Thanks for listening. And until next time, happy parenting. Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com.